The following is a presentation of the Eastern Michigan Sports Network from Learfield. Straight from the 734, it's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Your chance to get in on the action. Now, let's send it to the guys on the inside of it all, Greg Steiner and Alex Jewell. We're so thankful to have you listening to this episode of the Eastern Insider as we inch ever closer to the holidays. And Alex, there are plenty of things to be thankful for around Eastern Michigan, given the week that was and a lot of really good momentum building that we saw. It was. It was an exciting week last week for those that were able to come out to either the football game on Tuesday, the men's basketball game on Friday, or the women's basketball game on Saturday. Or maybe if you're a select few, you came out to all three. Much appreciated. It was a great time around campus all week long. Not everybody had the result we wanted. Obviously a tough loss for football to Ohio, but they'll get a chance to bounce back early this week. And uh, if you were in attendance on Friday night for the home opener, the home debut for Stan Heath, the 30th head coach of men's basketball history, well, then you were in for an absolutely exciting night. Men's basketball takes Illinois State. They're down 16. They come all the way back, force it into overtime. One wasn't enough. Double overtime winner. Eastern Michigan puts up 103 points. Come back, like I said, from 16 down. Uh, An electric atmosphere. A lot of the lower bowl was filled up, a lot of giveaways, a lot of energy, a lot of people back. So it was a, it was a ton of fun. And then women's basketball finally getting on the uh, in the win column after their tough setback last Tuesday against Detroit on Saturday. So they were able to right that ship and get rolling. So a fun week that it was. And then an equally busy week this week. Not as many home events, but still some home action football the last night of the year for that. And... Uh, plenty of ways to follow your favorite teams all week long. Yeah, we've looked at it last week. The national eyes from a television perspective were all over Eastern Michigan. You had men's basketball and the Big Ten Network. We had it on the board here as Eastern Michigan was getting ready to play football on ESPN2. The Deuce is back this week for a senior day showdown that we'll see 13 EMU football seniors play inside the factory for the final time in their careers, but they still have football to go with uh, Central Michigan the following week and then the bowl game, of course, to come up. So uh, you too can support Eastern Michigan this week, 13 members of the senior class. We'll talk a lot with Chris Creighton in this show, but it's not your traditional interview uh, with Coach. Usually we would talk about the seniors, but we're saving that for a little bit, knowing that there's still games to play. Instead, this week we go with one of the items that you see every time for the last eight years on the football sideline, but it is not someone who plays in a game. That's right. It's the story of the wrench today on the podcast. Coach Creighton does an excellent job of really talking about its roots and what it means to the program. If you're familiar with Eastern Michigan football at all, you're used to the 51-pound green pipe wrench that's on the sideline every game. You'll always notice somebody carrying it on their shoulders, never touching the ground. Well, that means more than um, some other programs that have introduced turnover chains or thrones or pictures or whatever it may be. Well, the the wrench has a lot more meaning to the Eastern Michigan football program. It's no gimmick. It absolutely is an important piece of what the football players and the football team are doing every single day. So who better to hear the origin story from than Coach Creighton himself? After all, it is his brainchild, as so many things are, that we experience on an an every week basis. And uh, your sit-down with him, I can give the listeners a little sneak peek to let them know 
It's really, really good and uh, a great way to dive in in a different light with Coach Creighton. We always talk X's and O's this week, talking a lot more about the program and the roots of the wrench. A really, really good interview that's coming up. Yeah, and you, if you aren't able to full, listen to the full interview, you can also catch uh, some things that we'll be putting out on social as well. As We talk to a lot of people throughout the program's history, whether it's Ron McKeefrey, who was, of course, uh, the first strength and conditioning coach with Coach Creighton here to begin this program, or Fred Hale, or uh, anybody you can think of that's been associated with EMU football for the past few years. So stay tuned for that. Uh, we also uh, know that one sports door is closing while these other sports are opening. Head coach Darcy Dorton on the volleyball side of things had a very competitive weekend against regular season champion Ball State. They just fall in a five-setter, but it didn't go as the Cardinals would hope. They thought they could walk in here and Eastern put up a heck of a fight uh, to able to crown still their championship, but it was not what the Cardinals expected. Well, Ball State's won 16 matches in a row, and only twice have they lost a first set in those matches. Eastern Michigan was one of those teams. They did that on Friday, and then a fifth, a five-set match they forced Ball State into on Saturday on Senior Day. The good news for Darcy Dorton, only one senior in this class, Mackenzie Garris. She's been part of uh, the great tradition that's been set here for volleyball. She was part of the NCAA team, part of the MAC championship team. And uh, the good news is, is with only having one senior means a lot of youth a lot of really, really talented players coming back, whether it's Raven Chase, who might be the most dominant blocker up front in the MAC. Cameron Stillwell, a really good defensive specialist, really came into her own this year. And then some young talent as well, whether it's Krista Blakely or um, Michaela Smith, whoever, maybe Annie Lockett's just a true freshman that came in this year. So that's really good. And so her season ends, but a lot to look forward to with volleyball and also a lot to look forward with another season that's winded down. But we do have an at-large bid in the NCAA Cross-Country Championships. Vinnie Magnuson, he won the MAC outright. His head led Eastern Michigan to a team title, and now he's qualified for that race down in Tallahassee, Florida. And, and we know that he is certainly someone to watch for. Yeah, he's already been on the course once before. They ran there earlier in the year and finished seventh in the event. So he's feeling good heading down to the Sunshine State to get that going. Eastern Michigan has had a representative in the NCAA championships every year since 2015. So Mark Rinker and Sue Parks continue to build on the already established tradition that's there. Uh, We wish him the best and hopefully uh, a chance to crown a national champion as well. Well, that would be something, and I, I would not put it past Vinny. For any, anybody that has not read up on Vinny Magnuson or heard more about his story, check out some of the stuff that we've put out on emueagles.com and on social media. One of the hardest-working student-athletes we probably have in this department, I would say definitely in the country, even if you hear some of the stories about not only working hard for himself, but all that he's done to organize team workouts, um, helped his teammates come along as well, and it's shown. We know he's an Icelandic record holder as well, obviously a MAC champion, as I alluded to earlier, and, and just a fantastic runner, fantastic student athlete. So we'll be wishing him all the best. And Greg, in addition to your interview with Coach Creighton today, we've also talked a lot more lately about hoops as we've gotten into that season. Well, we also, as some remember, we had Grant Long on after the Hall of Fame ceremony that took place in late September. We told you we'd be bringing you some more Hall of Fame interviews from that night, and who better to talk to than a hoops player about her induction into the Hall of Fame? It's Latanya Watson. She's going to be the other interview today. And it's funny, she actually posted this past weekend on Twitter, her team 
NJIT, where she coaches, was in Wisconsin to take on the Badgers, who they beat this weekend, actually. And they ran into who else but President Smith and Dr. Connie Rule Smith from Eastern Michigan. So a fun, small world that they ran into. But she is one of the best players to ever play here at Eastern Michigan, went into the Hall of Fame this year. So you're going to get to hear my interview with her after she was inducted about how special that was and really all about her experience with Eastern Michigan, both as a player and continuing on today. So we're chock full. If you like Eastern Michigan nostalgia, Eastern Michigan tradition, today's the day because you've got Coach Creighton with the wrench. I've got LaTanya Watson talking about her Hall of Fame induction, and it's it's all Eastern everything today. If you, like I said, if you're in need of, in need of a dose of the green and white, this is the show oh, for you. Oh, this is not an episode anyone wants to miss. There's lots of useful things that you can use uh, to really get you fired up. That's right. So, I think that with that being said, we should probably step aside, tell everybody we hope to see them tomorrow for some action or cheering along your favorite teams on social media all week long. But we've got some interviews to get to. I think we should get to it right now before it's too late. Well, that's right. So stay on the stay on the show. We're going to take a quick break. On the other side of this, it's Greg Steiner sitting down with Coach Creighton and then an encore interview with Latanya Watson. You're listening to the Eastern Insider Podcast. For 82 years, Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan has been and continues to be committed to families all across Michigan. By providing access to care however, wherever, and whenever they need it, Blue Cross is here for it all and always will be. Whether you're in the D or out to sea, we always bring you the E on the only show that brings you all things Eastern all the time. The Eastern Insider Podcast. National TV comes calling once more to the factory as Eastern Michigan will get Western Michigan on a Tuesday night on senior night for Eastern Michigan. Eagles coming in following a setback to Ohio as we're joined by Coach Creighton. We're not going to dwell on last week and the loss. We're going to look ahead to this week and Western Michigan. Your team has a chance against the Broncos once more on national TV to do something that has not been done in a very long time in Eastern Michigan history, and that's win three consecutive times against the Broncos. Yeah, well, we're going to just try to go 1-0 and um, in, uh, in try to win this game. Uh, there's probably a reason why, you know, it's been a long time uh, since we've won three times straight versus Western because they're a good football program and good football team. Um, so something like that. <clears throat> isn't easy. It's going to be a very, very tough challenge for us. Um, you know, they, uh, they're, they're very good. And, you know, we have the ability to play with anybody. Um, but if we're not on the top of our game in all three phases, you know, then you know, we can lose to anybody. And, you know, that's, that's where we live right now. And um, so we're going to have all hands on deck, you know, doing everything we can to be to be our best. You called them the three amigos last week in our talk with TV, and that's Dylan Drummond, Hassan Beydoun, and uh, Tanner Canoe. And the three of them showed off on national TV to a lot of people's delight. But that also comes with the aspect of, of your offensive line and your quarterback making sure that they're having the time to get the ball to them. Oh, yeah. I mean, everything in football you depend on. You depend on other people. Nobody can do anything in this game uh, by themselves. And uh, so those guys know it. So that's, you know, they know that. <clears throat> um, they're, uh, they're, they're definitely team players. Um, but yeah, they, one, of them, one of them came up to me at some point after the Toledo game and said, hey, you know, 
uh, each of the three amigos got a touchdown and I hadn't really registered <laughs> on that. And that, that put a big smile on my face. It's fun when you're scoring touchdowns, uh, you have a chance and we've got a long time to, to digest this. We're not going to talk about the seniors yet because we have time. It's not their final game, but I want to touch on playing in the factory for the final time in 2021. Uh, getting run, to run out of those garage doors and have your program showcased on national TV on a Tuesday night uh, has never been done like this in Eastern Michigan history. How exciting will that opportunity be once more for, for this 13-member senior class and then three managers who have made so much progress in this program? Well, I remember when I first got here that, I mean, we essentially weren't included on Maction. You know, I remember having those conversations with Heather Like, and she was talking to the league and our lights weren't good mm -hmm. enough. We'd have to rent lights, you know, um, if we were going to have a, a night game. And, um, you know, the fact that we have three straight games on ESPN2, uh, two of those being at home is a, a huge deal. Um, and I would like to say, and just in terms of our environment and whatnot, again, I just want to shout out our, our students. Um, you know, you got a 8 p.m. midweek game and, um, you know, they still were here and supporting and cheering. And uh, I think that they've been, um, you know, the story of our home games this year is, is uh, the support that we've gotten from our students. Usually we do a, a long preview of the game ahead recapping last. I, I want to do something a little different this week because we've covered a lot of ground with, with the UNO over the course of this program. One of the things that we've never really talked in depth about is uh, the wrench. And I think it's appropriate on national TV. Sometimes people see that and we've seen turnover chains. We see all these other things that programs roll out. The wrench is not the turnover chain. It is very much a different story for your program, isn't it? It is. <clears throat> you know, it, it goes back to when we first got here and <clears throat> it took me a couple months, but after a couple months, I learned and I realized who we were. Um, and when I say we, Eastern Michigan, Eastern Michigan football, Ypsilanti, you know, this region. Um, and, you know, I would characterize those things as um, tough, hardworking, uh, determined, and uh, blue collar. And so my first summer here, <clears throat> it's a longer story than this, but one of our graduate assistants um, went to a tool company and told our story to the president. And at the end of the tour, the president gave us this 51 pound pipe wrench and uh, we painted it green and it is the symbol of our program. And it is a wrench, you know, represents blue collar, mm -hmm. uh, the hardworking, um, uh, a wrench, you know, with that blue collar and hardworking, there's just a toughness about blue collar people. Um, but it's also represents, you know, a pipe wrench, has the two vices um, that start opened or start closed, but start opened yep. and you can gradually close the two vices. And our theme the first year was close the gap. And so the, um, um, the, the, the second aspect of the wrench is that it's about constant improvement. It's constantly trying to close the gap between where you are currently at in any area of your life and your potential where you can be. 
Um, and so we are obsessed with that here at Eastern Michigan. So it's tough, blue collar, hardworking, it's a wrench. Well, it also speaks to closing the gap and, and wanting to improve. And then we also tie in a, a third piece to that. And for anybody's familiar with Goodwill hunting, there's a scene and we show it every year, you know, to our team. And I'll just summarize it by saying the wrench uh, is also a response to adversity. And the reality of life is, is that we all have adversity, different varying kinds, but it ultimately is our response to adverse situations that really will define who we are and how we live. And uh, basically there's a, there's a line in the movie where Matt Damon, you know, chose the wrench over a couple other choices that would have been lesser choices. And it was the hardest choice. And he says, give me the wrench. And so that's a, a saying, you know, in our program that, you know, we know that there's going to be an adversity. And so we're not going to, you know, look the other way. We're not going to run away from it. We're going to face it, fight it and defeat it and, and say, give me the wrench. So there's, there's a lot of depth of meaning uh, to the wrench. Um, uh, long before there was ever a turnover chain, we had the wrench. It's out on the sideline and it's not on a bench. It's not on the ground. It's not laying on a table. Um, our players uh, hold it. It's 51 pounds um, the entire game long. And it's a, it, it's a constant reminder of those three things. Um, now, we, we ask somebody or a group of people to lead us out each game. And it may be somebody who's going through some adversity. It may be somebody who has overcome some adversity. It may be somebody who needs some encouragement. It may be somebody just this last week, you know, we had the team vote on um, who was the most different, you know, who closed the gap mm -hmm. on where they were and, and uh, to where they could be. And uh, our entire team voted uh, for Jose Ramirez in that way. And so he carried the wrench and let us out. So there's various reasons for um, for doing it. Um, but it's, uh, it's a big deal. You have a saying it, it's hung up. It's a quote on the wall here in the SAPC that tough times don't last tough people do. Uh, it, from my perspective, you called me one day and asked me to come. I didn't know why you were calling me to, to hotel on a random Friday night to ask me to carry the wrench out. Alex Jewell uh, from our office has been able to carry the wrench out. And I know it, it both means a whole heck of a lot to both of us that we got that honor. But when you hear from people who've had that opportunity back, uh, how special is that to know that you've recognized them in that aspect? I, I think it is meaningful. I think, you know, it's, it's rare for someone not involved in, in sports or being on a team to run out with the Division One college football team out of the tunnel, so to speak, to take a field. I mean, so there's, there's that, but being in the locker room, being in the garage and those moments before we take the field do the energy and the intensity. So I think that's part of the experience. Um, but, you know, we've had guys carry that who've lost spouses. You know, we've had guys carry it who have lost family members, you know, um, folks that are currently, you know, fighting mm -hmm. cancer. Um, there, I mean, there's some very, very, very intense. And so we, uh, you know, uh, share their story, um, you know, with the team. Um, and so I, I do, I think it, 
it can be a, an emotional and a powerful um, moment. Uh, and it's, again, ultimately, it's, it's our way of trying to encourage uh, and, and trying to instill and install um, uh, you know, our philosophy and trying to overcome and fight through um, you know, adversity and trying to celebrate toughness right. and hard work and blue collar and um, always uh, trying to close the gap between where we are and where we can be. In your wildest imagination, could you have ever imagined that kind of an inanimate object, just a, a pipe wrench that is so utilitarian in getting something done for a job could mean so much for a program? Yeah, like it's it's not it's not something that I had ever thought about or considered, um, you know, prior to being here. Um, it just just like the field being gray, just like calling the stadium the factory. It, um, I remember, you know, early on, you know, some people said like, you know, this gimmick of the gray field. And mm -hmm. honestly, it had not, I mean, I've been a small college coach my whole life. So we've been doing things like this and no one has ever known about it. You know, it's not a publicity, you know, deal or some gimmick. It, it's honestly, it was the result of realizing, you know, who, we were and who we are. And if, if I may, you know, in higher education, people stick their noses up in the air when you start talking about blue collar. Mm -hmm. um, and to some degree, those that have to work hard to pay for a college education. In higher education, noses go pretty high in the air. Well, I don't know anybody who would disagree with the fact that we should be celebrating hard work, toughness, determination to be better than you were. Um, and so uh, we've chosen to say, despite what higher education's perspective might mm -hmm. be on those things, those are values and characteristics that should be celebrated. And so at Eastern Michigan, we celebrate those. Coach, uh, appreciate the story and, and the meaning behind the wrench. I know it's something that, that we all need to do a better job telling the story about. And I appreciate your time this week on Eastern Cider. And uh, we'll look forward to having you once more before Thanksgiving and getting ready for Central Michigan. Awesome. You guys have a great day. Alex and I back with the rest of the Eastern Insider after this. There's only one place in the state of Michigan that takes you straight inside the locker room. And that's the Eastern Insider Podcast. Your chance to get in on the action. Bringing you more coverage than any other program in the mitten. Well, we continue our Hall of Fame series here on the Eastern Insider Podcast. And right now... We're joined by somebody who is a record holder on the floor, an incredibly decorated coach, and now a Hall of Famer. Latanya Watson, when, when I say that to you, what goes through your mind? Unreal. <laughs> Unreal. I know, uh, and I know you've had, we, I, this is special for me because I was on the Zoom call when we were able to tell you and surprise you last year during the height of the COVID pandemic. You guys definitely that, got me because I was <laughs> not expecting that. But I know you've told me before, 
listen, we've had 16 months waiting. I've waited for 16 months for this day. <laughs> Usually we tell the inductees it's a few months later, they're getting, they're busy, they're getting their, their guest plan. You've had over a year to think about this. And I know tonight is just incredibly special for you. Absolutely. I mean, yes, it was a long time coming, but you know, everything is, is uh, in God's timing. Um, and his timing is perfect. So um, I'm just excited and over the moon, uh, you know, about this honor. I mean, this is something I, I didn't set out to do. I just wanted to be a great teammate. Um, I wanted to show my coaches that they didn't make a mistake, you know, by, by, uh, by recruiting me. Uh, and I just, you know, took the, uh, the core values that my mom and my dad and my grandparents instilled in me about just working hard, doing your job to the best of your ability, and to have fun doing it. And I did all those things here. Um, and, and so that makes it all worthwhile. Coaches change, players change, arenas change. We're Absolutely. standing here in the convocation. Center. One thing, though, that I've noticed in my career that doesn't change is whether you played 30 years ago or 20 years ago or 10 years ago or our current student athletes always tell me, man, the impact that a university and the university experience has on me in my development and my growth and my ability to, to do things at the next level of my professional career is unmatched. And I know you talked a lot about that when you took the stage uh, here at the atrium of the Convocation Center to, to accept your Hall of Fame induction. Tell me a little bit about the experience that you had at Eastern Michigan and how important that's been for you as you've taken that into your professional life and your personal life and, and has really grown since you've left here. I will, I will uh, put it like this. Just as uh, a current coach um, who recruits other young women, I always tell them if you want to concentrate on the, the brick and mortar, okay, those things come and go. But the real essence of your experience is going to be the, the people um, that you're connected with. And it's, it's your job to make sure that you do everything that you can to connect with people. Um, on uh, on a deeper level, and I will say this: I did that with my with my teammates, with my coaches. I mean, I know where every single one of my coaches is uh, to this day. Um, Shelly Patterson is uh, is an assistant coach uh, with the New York Liberty, and I was wearing that that T-shirt earlier today because they made the playoffs. Um, Kelly Kenny um, has done a great job, and she's retired uh, at Boston College. Betsy Youngman is at Rutgers University uh, with their women's basketball program. And then my head coach, Cheryl Getz, I mean, she's a doctor. She's been at at the University of San Diego since uh, since she left here. Uh, and then Kathy Hinkenburns, uh, who just got her doctorate and uh, is now in Colorado. So, you know, those, those relationships last a lifetime. Um, people aren't going to remember, you know, when you, when you necessarily did this or did that on the court per se. But people, what will stand with them, what will stick with them is the impact and the impression that you made on them. And I just hope that I, I've done that. Spending a few moments here on the Eastern Insider Podcast with Latanya Watson, part of our Hall of Fame series. She's one of the six new inductees into the E-Club Hall of Fame, a women's basketball legend here at Eastern Michigan. You know, you just mentioned that. And one thing that when I was listening to your speech, you touched on, and I think it was really captured the room as you talked about, you know, unfortunately, all the people that couldn't necessarily be here to watch you accept that. But then you talk also about the people who are here to be able to, to watch you accept that. I know the ones that couldn't, 
I know we're, we're certainly watching from above, but the people you just mentioned, to, to have your coach here and make the trip to be here to see you. And I know you have two teammates that were hyped up like they were cheering <laughs> on a basketball game when you were up there. I mean, how special is that? to know that it's a big honor for you. No one's taking that away from you. But to have people that love you deep enough that this was the, they had to be here to see you take this home. Um, it's... It's what it's all about, right? Yes, and there, there's no... I mean, it's cliches to say um, words can't really encapsulate that feeling. Um, I mean, the, the greatest amount of respect that you can ever have is for people who were in the trenches with you who really truly know you uh, you know uh, during those rough t- times how do you handle adversity and whatnot do you rise or do you fall um, are, are you are you going to be a great teammate do they want to play with you are they excited about you to, to know that they've gone to step up and actually at first, they did not have a seat because we had so many tickets and they still were going to come and they were just going to be at the hotel. And then when we got back, then we were going to get together and talk about old times. I mean, that's the greatest that's the greatest compliment that I can have for my teammates. And then my coach has always been there. She was there when she had to tell me about my mom. Uh, she's never missed a birthday. And this is far beyond me being uh, an undergrad. She's never missed a birthday. She's she's my mentor, my champion. Um, she helped me get my first college coaching job because her coach was Syl Berry at, at University of Cincinnati. Well, I'm, I'm a third generation Syl Berry uh, uh, um, uh, person. So um, what Coach gets learned from SEAL, I learned from uh, both of them and being able to uh, obviously uh, work alongside with SEAL for nine years. Um, She means the world to me. She's like another mom. And the one thing I would say, I wish that every student athlete could have a coach that they can develop that deep of a relationship with. Um, Doing that makes the whole journey all the more worthwhile. It certainly is all the more worthwhile when you talk about that type of relationship. You know, I always tell people when they ask me, the best part about my job is that I've never had to leave college. I know you're probably in the same boat because you've had a long, successful coaching career. You're currently at NJIT as an assistant coach there. When you think about not only what basketball was able to give you as a student athlete and as really as you matured into an adult, but now thinking about that you've been able to, it, it's given you a career and now you have the opportunity to pass that on. What's been, what's been some of the best parts of not playing, but then being able to step to the other side of the baseline and, and be able to be a mentor to young people like you've had in your life. Watching, uh, watching young ladies uh, break that glass ceiling, so to speak. Um, breaking through limitations that either they have placed on themselves or someone else has placed on them and just um, showing them love and believing in them and speaking uh, things uh, into existence uh, uh, with them and then to watch the relationships that they build between each other because it's like a web. It's unbelievable, right? It's absolutely. A, they say it's a small world, but I know the basketball community, it's just a web that keeps growing. It's amazing. If I told you how many former players, young ladies that I recruited that I'm still in contact with and I'm watching their careers, and, you know, their head coaches uh, at the Division One level 
or they're playing overseas, or I just look at the chatter on, on Facebook and, and uh, Instagram, and I watch how they communicate with each other. <laughs> yeah. you, you watch some of them get married, and then the, the whole bridal uh, the whole uh, uh, bridal group, they're all teammates. I mean, yeah, that is what it's for. That is what it's for. What's this? It's okay. Huh? That is uh, recorded. <laughs> right. It's all right. He you can break. You know he cut that out. I get paid to he gets edit, the edit. So it's all good. Oh, I'm so sorry. It's, oh, no, you're absolutely fine. But that is shot back. You brought her back and put her to work, just like that. <laughs> Are you going back to the hotel? Yeah. Okay. The most popular we're, we're person in the room. Back. She's okay. been getting fist bumps. People have been talking to her. Teammates yeah. coming over. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Love you. I love you too. Well, I want to get you out of here on this because I know that uh, that you got to take in some practice today yes. for our, our women's basketball team. They're getting ready to start their season uh, under sixth year head coach Fred Castro. And one of the things we claim on this show is that we take fans and alums and uh, inside the athletic department, we give them all the inside information. There's no better person to give me a scouting report on what you saw today out of the team. What do our fans have to look forward to? I know you so told me, this team looks pretty athletic, the women's basketball team this year. They're going to be fun to watch. Um, they're, they're long, they're athletic, um, they defend, they can shoot the three. Um, they work well together. The chemistry there is is, uh, is amazing. To see them, uh, I mean, they're one another's hype woman, you know, and uh, they build each other up. Um, I mean, it's, I mean, it was awesome to watch them. And I was like, wow, they're going to be pretty good. All right, give it to me straight right here and now. I think I know your answer. If you put the laces on, could you still whip Coach Castro in a game of one-on-one? I think Ooh. people want to know that. I mean, he's got the height. He's a little tall and lanky. But I've seen Coach Castro shoot. I don't think it's that good. I think you can could, you could take him one-on-one. Well, let's just say um, I'm going to call a truce on this one. <laughs> well, listen, you're a Hall of Famer. I don't know that he's a Hall of Famer in anything yet. So but he's a pretty doggone good coach, though. <laughs> so I'm going to give him that part. Well, Latanya, we, we can't thank you enough for, for help, spending a few minutes with us. It's always great to talk to you. I know this has been a long time coming for you, and I know it's uh, an emotional night that you had when you got inducted into the Hall of Fame. So congratulations again. Thank you so much. I know our fans will look forward to hearing this and hearing from you. Don't be a stranger. This is home for you, and you're always welcome here with us Thank at Eastern you. Michigan. Thank you. I appreciate it. I love Ypsilanti. I love Eastern Michigan. Well, there she is, Latanya Watson, basketball record holder, accomplished coach, and now an E-Club Hall of Famer. This has been another edition of the Eastern Insider Podcast. Powered by Learfield and presented by Blue Cross Blue Shield of Michigan. Tune in every Monday for new episodes all year long. And don't forget to visit emueagles.com slash podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts for all of our episodes on demand.